On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Gut health is the physical state, but understand that your digestion and the state of the health of your gut health starts from the tip of your tongue to your anus. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. All right, lady, we have a very special guest in Cultivating Her Space today. Lauren Elsie is known as the gut health bestie from NYC. She's a certified digestive health coach, fitness trainer, and intuitive healer who helps women have better gut health, balanced hormones, and aligned vibrating energy with chakra alignment. Lauren is the founder of Hervival, a digital sanctuary for holistic wellness and self-care seeking women of color. She provides workshops, classes, resources, and tools and more, okay, to support your wellness and self-care journey on the go. Her zone of genius is bridging the gap between modern health claims and ancestral wellness wisdom by keeping it holistic, realistic, and simplistic. Lauren, welcome to Cultivating Her Space. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, we're excited to have you. Yes, we are. And I think my gut is excited to have you too. I think this conversation is a needed, much, much needed one. And yes, so we're going to dive into the quote of the day. Our quote of the day is from an anonymous source. It says, the road to gut health is paved with good intestines. I'm going to read that one more time. Because it sounds similar to another everyday quote that people use. The road to gut health is paved with good intestines. Lauren, when you hear this quote and considering all of the work that you do, what comes up for you? What does this quote mean to you? It's actually right. Like, you know, the, the root of your gut is based on your intestine lining, right? And it's like if we gather that understanding and understand like the the root cause of so many issues that we have, like our literally our body's functions start in the gut. 
I like to always say our gut is our body's ecosystem. So, you know, I like to break things down so simplistic where it doesn't get so confusing. You feel like you had to have a a master's degree in anatomy, you know, or anything to kind of understand that. So my base is like, you know, if we were to focus on our gut like a garden, right? And if we don't have good soil and we got weeds in our garden, there's going to be a problem. So most of the time when I'm explaining to my clients, they gather that. And it clicks for them more than just like the gastrointestinal lining and, you know, all of the the medical jargon and terms that sometimes they get it and you nod your head. But then in your day to day life, you still don't function with it. So it's a very true fact. And, you know, as simple as I like to put it is it's literally your gut ecosystem, your body's ecosystem, which is your gut. Wonderful. We love simplistic here. So thank you. Feel free to break it all the way down to the ground for us. Okay. Cause I know this is another topic. This is a topic that my gut is interested in too, Dom. So I'm with you there. Now, Lauren, when it comes to your origin story, can you tell us a bit about your origin story and also what prompted you to dive into the world of holistic health and fitness? Yeah, really good question. So I have always been in the health field. When I was in high school, I went to a vocational high school and I was in nursing. So I've been learning about the body for over 22 years. So I've just always wanted to help people as a whole. So it was always like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna be, I wanted to be a doctor, but I did not want to go to school that long. So let me just say that. So then I was like, okay, let's get into nursing. It was um, something I was looking into, but I started to shift and get more into the holistic realm because before I always was studying more of like, the caring after you don't feel well, you know, like the after the effect, not the preventative effect. Even through throughout high school and college, I worked as a pharmacy tech. These are all things after you've been diagnosed, after there's pain, after there needs to be caring and you're sick or whatever. And for me, I started to get more into it because I um, unfortunately lost a very near dear brother. My godbrother had passed away when he was like 36. And seeing those tubes down his, you know, nose and and seeing like lost at younger ages of people around me, it started to make me want to dig a little deeper of like, what are other issues? And then I, in that time, I started to have a climb in my own health issues without knowing it yet. And like I said, I studied nursing that whole time. So that quote that you said, Dr. Dom, I might have heard that all through school. I still didn't get it, Right. So when I started to get into the realm of thinking a little deeper of like, what, how could we have prevented this issue, you know, where he didn't have to pass at 36? What, what's the deeper problems? What is the issues? And I did start learning about like the food you're eating and you need to take care of your body. So I was always interested in making some changes and like, oh, we need to work out and stuff. I didn't start actually implementing it in my personal life. I was enlisting into the Navy back in 2009. I was went to college, got all the good grades, you know, graduated magna cum laude. And, you know, here in New York City, can't even pay my bills or the job that I got, you know. And I kind of hit like an early midlife crisis at like 23. And I was just like, OK, I'm going to my brother suggested he, he was like, you should go into the military. And I did just to get my student loans paid for Long story short, I got kicked out. So I was back to the, I I had an injury. I burnt my uh, leg from a third degree burn cooking. I could cook y'all. I'm just saying the pot slipped. But, (laughs) and I pretty much 
like had to get back to the drawing board. Like, oh, here I am again, working, not making even $30,000 living in New York City after I graduated with a bachelor's. And I remember a mentor told me, find something that you love to do that you'll do for free and get paid to do it. And I always was like, this is because of the research I started doing, learning about health and making some changes and, you know, try, trying to do that in my life. And because I had to start working out for the military, right, I was going to the gym and I started seeing the changes and stuff in my body. So I end up, one of my good girlfriends was like, I know you're not a trainer, but you know about the body. Like, you know, I'm going through a lot. You know, I can't pay you, but I'll pay for your membership. You want to be a trainer? Like, you know, you'd be my trainer. And that's how God always like sending some messages. So I started getting into, I took it really serious. Like I had a book and everything, record everything. And I didn't realize I was like a trainer before I realized. And people was calling me their trainer, going to the gym with me. And then finally, I decided to go ahead and get certified XYZ. But then I still realized I was building health and fitness on the front end, not the back end. As I was working as a fitness trainer, I worked in the Times Square fashion district area. Running around, I used to have to get up. I used to be at the gym at like 6, 6.30 in the morning. I wouldn't get home till 11 o'clock at night. I'm on my feet and I started having a lot of chronic pain. And then I started realizing, like, what's going on with my body? Like, I look good for the gram. I got my two abs. Y'all see my two abs? But something else was happening. So now I'm, like, wanting to know on a deeper level. And then I end up, long story short, end up being diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases and having leaky gut. And I end up having thyroid dysfunction, a lot of health issues. So that's when I started realizing, okay, it's a little deeper than just, you know, count your calories, eat a few things, go to the gym there can be some other things going on. And then I started to really gather a big, deeper understanding. I started getting into holistic. I never, maybe because I worked in the pharmacy and I saw all those meds, I'm not sure, but it just never felt right in my spirit that I just take this medication and let it go away. So I always wanted to do the holistic route and I just started getting into herbs and you know, just getting all the different modalities of holistic health coaching certifications and everything. And I finally started seeing a change in my body. So that was like my route where I like was on both spectrums professionally and like as a person, I'm my client first. And um, yeah, that's a bit of my story. Lady, I don't know about you, but tapping into my inner child and creating time for more fun and play has been crucial for my mental health. It wasn't until I carved out time to prioritize coloring and arts and crafts as an adult that I realized how therapeutic art really is. That's why Terry and I are partnering with Let's Make Art. Let's Make Art is a revolutionary crafting company that aims to help you to channel your inner artist. Whether you're a total beginner or you've mastered the arts, the supplies and tutorials in each monthly art box are designed to encourage, support, and enhance your experience with art. Tap into your inner child or find cool activities for the kids. Let's Make Art makes it easy for you to dive right into the fun part. Visit zen.ai forward slash herspace to receive 20% off. It's time to make some art. T, okay, I'm not trying to interrupt the show, but I had this random idea I want to share with you, and I don't want to forget it. Tell me, tell me, what is it? Okay, 
So you know how at the start of every new year, birthday, new moon, anniversary, new month, new anything, people find themselves wanting to have a reset, but they're not sure where to start. Mm-hmm, I sure do. What are you thinking? What if we hosted a workshop where we could interact with our listeners to talk about stuff like self-care and self-love? OMG. And we could even have a session about manifestation, leaving toxic relationships and becoming our best selves. Girl, I am so excited. I'm sold. We could call it the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. Yes. Yes. That is it. And, and, and we could even host a live quarterly wind down to check in and build community as we vibrate higher all year. Yo, I love it. I love it. I'm so let's do it. Lady, if this sounds like fun to you, visit newyearworkshop.com and join us for the Vibrate Higher Empowerment Workshop. If you want to release baggage, set intentions and manifest the life you desire, this is just for you, lady. That's newyearworkshop.com. We can't, can't wait, wait to, to connect, connect with you. With you. I'm just thinking about all that you went through, Lauren. Like, I think that's around the time that we met when you were at NYC at that time, because that's when I lived there. And I'm just like, I didn't even know you were going through all that. And that's just, that sounds like, that sounds so discouraging when you go from going to school, getting this degree, having high honors, moving or living in NYC, and you're like trying to get a job, you can't get a job, and then you have these health concerns. So I think that's just inspiring in general. So I just want to take a moment to just celebrate you for pushing through that and for doing the work, you know what I mean? So when you think about that journey that you just shared with us, I know there's probably more that you couldn't dive into. Why would you say that gut health is important to us? Because I know for me, when I was like, when we first met, that was the first time I really heard about gut health in that way. And I was kind of like, well, what, what is the gut? Like, I didn't really have a good understanding. So can you kind of break that down to us or, or make it simplistic, yeah. you know? So, yeah, like when we think gut, we probably think like belly fat gut. Right. And I realized, too, there's not a lot of people who look like me who has my skin color and melanin that is actually educated and explaining in our community. So I realized there is a lack of knowledge when it comes to gut health. Like you hear it and you're kind of like, OK, but people are still kind of maybe having a mixed conception of like gut health to lose belly fat, right? They're kind of like still tying those two. So gut health is basically to gather first is the state, like the physical state of your gastrointestinal tract, you know, and all of the organs that really implement your gastrointestinal tract, like, you know, your digestive system as a whole. So like I said, it's, it's your body's ecosystem. Like how does everything function in that space when it comes to your digestion, your gastrointestinal system, you know, and I literally explain like when I do my workshops, when I share with my clients or I'm doing in clubhouse rooms, I always explain your gut health is the physical state. But understand that your digestion and the state of the health of your gut health starts from the tip of your tongue to your anus. You know, so if you have poor oral care, more than likely that is a contributor where we have bad gut health or, or some issues. You know, you and the evidence of you kind of understanding the state of your gut health, we flush it down in a toilet every I hope you go every day. But when we go number two, right, that's evidence of your gut health. Is it smooth? Is it breaking up? Is it watery? Is it diarrhea? Like, you know, all those things. We don't like to talk about that because it's like, 
you know, people like to hold on to, oh, my shit don't stink. If it do, sis, we need to understand what is going on, right? So we have to gather how all of these things kind of play a role. And that's what gut health is. It's like from the food you're eating, the way it's digesting, to the care of your oral care, all the way to the point of how it's being distributed out of your body. I hope that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think Dr. Dom is going to chime in. And then y'all, can we circle back and talk about poop? Like at some point in this conversation, make sure we don't forget. Cause I want to talk about the poop. What it smell like, what okay. it look like, all that. Okay. I wondering. mean, I kind of feel like we should talk about it now because like yes. I felt called out it when you mentioned that I was like, look, as you said that I was like literally <laughs> sitting there reflecting on, and this is probably TMI, but we're here. We're talking about our gut health. It. It, is, yes. it is. We need the information. And I was literally sitting here reflecting on, okay, yeah, what does my poop look like, right? Like, am I going every day? What does it look like? And, and, and what does it mean? So can you break that down for us? Like, how do we know, like, if it's, I remember watching, I think it was Oprah, way back in the day. And what she said was, like, ideally, you want your poop to be in an S shape, right? Like a snake. And it's smooth. And in like, like I just remember thinking, I don't want to see a snake in the toilet. But it's smooth. And it's not, that's an indication that the food that you're eating is right for you. That you have good gut health. And so, can you tell us what our poop should look like, ideally? And then what the different versions of our poop mean? Good question. And like I said, we, we got we to gotta talk about, we got to talk about it, right? So to answer your question, what, are, what, is, what should our poop look like? Your stool should look like, like not an S shape. Like I kind of was like, mm, S shape, but you know, smooth, like a snake, you know, uh, like a, I always say a smooth banana, right? And that probably gives you a better feeling about like, because the snake is like, I don't want no snake coming out. You know, we don't want anything moving too, because if we got some moving slithery stuff going on, there could be a parasite, right? So I don't like to use the analogy of snake, but a smooth banana, right? So, or sausage or, you know, something like that. You want it smooth with least cracks. Okay. Now there's like a, it's called a Bristol stool chart. B-R-I-S-T-O-L. Like you could look at that and that gives you a good understanding. So like there's different types. I believe there's like seven, seven stool types in the Bristol chart. Right. And it will tell you like if it's like all the way at the top, if it that kind of gives an indication of constipation. So if it's hard, hard to pass or you're having to grunt or, you know, things like that, and it's not well put together, it can mean that you're constipated. There's not some in some indications, like when we look at that, you know, maybe you're not getting enough water, enough fruit, you know, things of that nature. And then, you know, if it starts to be like lumpy, clumpy together, like it'll start kind of working its way down. So there's a spectrum of constipation and then a spectrum down when it's like type seven of inflammation. And when there's inflammation going on in the gut, like the more looser it is, the more watery, then that is an indication of some some chronic issues, leaky gut, inflammation. It's hard to say, like, you know, and I want to put a little disclaimer out here. I'm speaking in general terms. I'm not Terry or Dr. Dom's actual health coach. And I'm also not a doctor. I am certified as a holistic health coach, 
but I'm not a doctor. Okay. Just want to put that out there. So that's one of the things that we kind of have to understand, but your stool can tell you a lot. Like the lines and the cracks kind of give you the indication of, is it hydrated? Are you getting enough fiber? You know, things of that nature. So I, I hope I kind of explained it and not gross people out, out here. <laughs> no, this is like you said, we that need to great. talk about this. This was so helpful. And I just, I'm look. if y'all are watching this on Patreon, I'm looking up at my monitor because I'm looking up the Bristol st- uh, stool oh, chart. Like- oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up. I'm like, oh, as you're explaining it, I'm looking at the pictures like, definitely had some type one when I was uh, pregnant and dehydrated. So I'm just looking yeah. through. It's really cool. So, okay, let's just, we're going to take a little detour. When you talk about, I, I've heard someone say that you should go to the bathroom, number two, after every meal. I definitely don't do that. So when it comes to when we go to the bathroom, how often, what would you say is like a best practice? And then how can we improve that if we if we do want to enhance our, our bowel movements or whatever? So the body is very complex. So a lot of things can be happening. I'll share what's like the most common, especially with women. One could be hydration, not drinking enough water, busy on the go. The body's nervous system is like highly activated. You're, you know, running around and skipping meals. So then like we kind of think about our body. I mean, the way the earth is in our body, it runs in rhythms, right? Circadian rhythms, right? So just like how the sunrise and sunset, we have that same type of bandwidth like, you know, with our, our bodies, we have a, a rhythm with our bodies, right? So the more that we are connected to the earth as a whole, this is why like grounding, if y'all heard of that, like all those things are so important. We want to get into rhythm with the earth, right? Even like our cycles with the moon, blah, 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 right? So that's one thing is how often are you eating? Are you skipping meals? Is your meals different every time? Are you stressed? Are you running around or not? Are you not drinking enough water? I've had clients where, of course, now it goes into the type of foods, what you're eating. Are you getting the oils and the fats? But I've even had some clients where we just made that tweak on getting the routine down and finding ways to kind of dump like stress off of their plate a bit. And like, you know, practicing good sleeping habits, like getting off the phone, like those kind of things, because that interrupts the circadian rhythm that interrupts your sympathetic nervous system. Right. Because also too, the muscles to be able to contract, to be able to, you know, create bowel and get you to poop. If it's not working the way it needs to, it's it's an issue going on. So, like I said, if we think about it, let's like act like we're in the the poop business. Right. (laughs) We got to distribute a product, right? We give it some food. I mean, just like, okay, we're all bit like we're business owners, right? We have a product. We want to distribute it. We get our systems, Shopify, blah, blah, blah. We check to see if it works. Was the ads working? And did it distribute to a conversion of a good sale? Was the people happy? It's like the same way. Like, okay, you gave it the food. You broke it down. How did your body take it? And then when it comes out, if it's all broken up and loose, like then there was a problem in our system. So that's like a good kind of concept. But then it's like, okay, I know that. How do I apply it? And the best thing that I can say that pretty much fits everyone without even looking at charts and knowing what's going on with your blood type, et cetera, et cetera, is are you hydrating enough? Do you feel like you're getting a good serving of fruits and vegetables? And, you know, are you eating the same time? Like, are you in rhythm every day? I love this because what I appreciate is that I'm listening and there are certain things that I know that I'm doing well, right? Like, you know, because... I talk about circadian rhythms with my therapy clients, right? About good and good sleep hygiene. 
Now I just need to probably adjust the diet. So (laughs) I think, and I think also, uh, you know, what you pointed out about eating, eating at certain times every day, right? Like having that consistent meal schedule is hard for so many of us. And I think about so many of our listeners who have inconsistent work schedules, right? So they're not going to be able to eat breakfast at six, lunch at noon, and dinner at five, right? And so what would you recommend for folks who have inconsistent food schedules or meal schedules, I should say? Yeah, so this is a really hard one because I always say like we are our ancestors' bodies. We have our the same bodies of our ancestors, right? Living in today's modern fast-paced world with graveyard shifts and stuff like that. And I've had had a client, you know, that had sometimes she works nights, sometimes she works mornings. So it's really hard and It is actually, it sounds harsh, but by taking on that schedule, you are putting your body at risk, right? So it's like a choice that you have to make, you know? So I've, I've had this conversation with a client before and I was like, all right, like you can do the best what you can, you know, with the schedule that you have. It's not like every single day, you know, usually it's like, oh, I'll come in at 11 o'clock at night and then tomorrow I'm coming in at seven and I'm here until 11 o'clock, you know, like. In some aspects, there is still a rhythm, even though it's inconsistent and it's week by week. So I always say, like, try to prep your body, even though it's going to be hard, as best as where you can, where you are still, like, making that. So you have to kind of sit down. What I've done with my client, and she saw some results, but it was, like, really hard. Like, her body is, is like I said, her body was still in, like, fight mode, like, even with her schedule, her life schedule. And she wasn't, like, a stressed person. She had a real chill job. But everything was just kind of like that rhythm was so off and lacking sleep. I was like, even though you look calm, your body's natural nervous system is literally thinking it's fighting lions, tigers and bears with, you know, with the times that you're waking up at night. So we have to kind of understand the risk that we do when we have to kind of be in this survival mode of working to have these different shifts. But some of the things that you can do is just sit down, look at the calendar. What What's this week like? You know, because most times usually it change week by week and not every single day. And just select the times like you want to make sure that you have like three to four hours between meals. Right. And just kind of look at what you could do. A lot of times when people have like my clients and stuff over the years that had the influx schedule, they did. They had poor appetite. They wasn't even hungry. You know, it's like I'd rather just sleep. I just drunk some water or I snacked on something and they're not hungry. So it is really hard. You're just going to have a few things is just look at the schedule, maybe find some things. A lot of times what works for people who have that influx schedule, they can get some juices in, you know, like either fresh pressed juice yourself. I have an online superfood store. So a lot of my clients will go in there and get their like powdered greens or powdered carrot juice and beets and stuff like that and just drink it. You know, I mean, like at least you're getting some nutrients because in most cases they're drinking or, you know, like it's easier to get that in. Just kind of like how it's easy to just 
guzzle down some daiquiris, but then we can't drink no water, right? So a lot of times that's something that you could do. So at the least, you're it, when you are getting stuff, even with the inconsistent schedule and you're not hungry, because a lot of times those women aren't hungry, that you know, you could do that. So you do have to kind of do what's best. Look at the schedule. Try to find three times that you can at least stick to and get like three to four hours in between your meals and just make the best food choices as much as possible. That's not always easy because the hormones are off. So now they're craving, you know, all the wrong foods. So in most cases, women who have, have I'm speaking on women because this is who I work with, who have these make, like influx schedules, they're more so craving a lot of carbs. And sugars, that's kind of what happens because the hormone receptors. And then also, too, there's an increase of cortisol, which most women who have those schedules have a high belly fat. So a lot of the, the craving symptoms that happen is usually like the breads and carbs. So you do have to kind of learn a little bit on what is your body seeing? Like if it's like you're craving the breads and the sugars, what is the actual nutrient or you know, what is the chemistry going on behind that that they're missing, you know, and how can you maybe swap? So like that's things I teach in my workshop, like, OK, if you're craving the breads, let's get better quality breads, better quality grains. Let's get organic. Let's get some fruits. You know, so it's very crucial for someone who has to make that not has to. We all have a choice, but who chooses to make the life choice of like the influx schedule and just like shop the best quality products as they can, because if we're not getting good quality products, we're having two beasts fight each other. The the beast of the influx schedule where the hormones are being activated, uh, aggravated in that way, the circadian rhythm is off. And then now we're putting toxins, you know, the bo- the bad choices and all the ingredients in food. And now we're just having a whole storm going on here. So you got to work with what you what you can and what you do have the choice of making and making the best food options is that. That is super helpful. And when I think about the way that I ate growing up and how it's changed drastically now as an adult, now that I'm more aware and I have different body goals and I know more about the body, for me, it all came down to planning too. Like literally looking at my meal plan and meal prepping and like having a plan for when I eat and exercise and all that. So thank you for sharing those tips. I know that's gonna be super helpful. One thing you mentioned earlier, you talked a bit about your experience with a leaky gut. And I was curious about what is a leaky gut? How do you know if you have that? And then how were you able to heal your leaky gut? Yeah, good question. And like you, Terry, like I grew up in a single family home. My mom was busy. I like grew up on Chef ID and Hot Pockets and Oodles and Noodles and all those things that (laughs) I end up having a lot of gastrointestinal issues down the road. So Leaky gut is pretty much where the intestinal linings have been perforated pretty much. So I always give the example of like with my hands, like I'm like, if you want to kind of get an understanding of what leaky gut is and what the the stomach lining is, it's like as if you would pinch your fingers together. This is how good and strong the gut lining should be. And then where we're stressed, we're eating all the wrong foods and then inflammation starts to happen. The belly swell, the intestinal lines swell, the toxins in the food starts to scratch away. And now it starts creating some separation and the villi that's like looped around. That's like, you know, cause it's like a finger, like pretty much that's all around gets very weak. So I always say like your gut gatekeepers are tired and fatigued. They can't fight for you. And they just start taking off and it starts to get loose and like that's when the belly swells or the inflammation starts to happen. And then the 
intestinal lining start to open. And then that makes susceptible from even if you're eating good food, the nutrients aren't being absorbed because the gatekeepers are asleep, right? And it starts to leak through and where you're getting either the toxins or the nutrients starting to get into your blood. So then that causes like the issues and inflammation. So that was what was the case with me. How I was able to know, it's not like you can be diagnosed, you know, in a sense with it. It took for my years of coaching and speaking with naturopathic doctors and working with doctors that had functional medicines for us to kind of gather that understanding. But if you were to go to just like your regular Schmegler, not to discredit um, doctors, but if you just go to a regular doctor, because I have family members that's doctors, you know, if you regularly go to the doctor, I don't even think they can diagnose, like to say that you have leaky gut. But in functional medicine, it's, you know, there we have a larger understanding of nutrition and gastrointestinal issues, et cetera, et cetera. But it's pretty much like what it sounds like a leak going on in, in the gut lining. And I was able to know from the symptoms, I started to realize that was that when I was fighting with hyperthyroidism, my thyroids were like, oh my God, just like so all over the place. Like out of nowhere, I like dropped 20 pounds and not like in a good way. It was like, my mom thought I was, was something was going on. I was like, people probably think I'm smoking crack or something. Like it was just like this drop super fast and uh, my hair was falling out. I had really, really bad bi- uh, body acne. That looks like these like red little creatures just like coming out. And now that I look back, I'm like, duh, like because everything that happens on the outside is like your stomach inside out. Like your skin is your largest organ. It's, it's your stomach inside out. Right. So we were able to kind of realize from like literally if I drank water, I had inflammation. It always felt like something was scraping in my stomach. I wasn't having, you know, good bowel movements and stuff like that. So it started to come like over time and working and talking with the different doctors from both the Eastern and Western philosophy to kind of gather. Yeah. It was just those particular things that was happening. And I know there was like a multi-questionnaire. What was the, what did you do to heal it? That was the last yeah. part of that question. Okay. How did you actually heal? Oh, and the, the one thing that did happen, now I can say, because that's when we learned from my doctor, I had nutrient deficiencies, like uh, vitamin deficiencies. And I was taking multivitamins like all the time. So that was a thing there. Cause I'm like, I eat good and I take all my vitamins, but it wasn't being absorbed. So that's like a quick way to kind of understand. I forgot that part. Can you repeat your question? I forgot. <laughs> Yes. So how did you actually heal your leaky gut? Like, I know you said that you were eating well. That's that's confusing, too. Like you're eating well, you're doing all the things and you're like, why is anything working? So how did you recover from that? I might have changed the things I was particularly eating, but I never cleansed. You know, so I started detoxing. I had to do like elimination diet, like understanding what foods was causing inflammation, what foods I was sensitive to and started eliminating those things out. And without me even kind of like knowing, I had like gave up meat uh, just because like my body literally just wasn't feeling good when I was eating it. And I kind of gave it a break. You know, it ended up being an eight year break. I started to implement it a little bit about a year ago here and there when I feel like it, but I mostly eat more plant-based, but I started by cleansing, like, you know, detoxing, using different herbs to help to heal. And one of the things I started doing that was super simple was eating a lot of foods that had slipped because that was helping for me to move my bowels. So like, you know, aloe, you know, um, putting aloe and stuff in my smoothies or okra, you know, things like that, that had a good slip. They're really healing towards the gut. There was a plethora of things. I have to like think back, but the quickest, the, the first thing was to start taking out 
foods that actually caused inflammation and then starting to reintroduce the way I was responding to foods. And I had to do a food journal. Wow. Okay. So I'm glad that you got that figured out. That sounds intense. And when you talk about a cleanse, because over the years, I've seen all types of cleanses. And personally, I haven't been able to find one or try or I haven't tried one yet. Because that's my own hesitancy around and my own relationship with food, where I'm like, do I really want to go three days, five days, 10 days? No, I take that back. I did try one and it didn't work. So I think that I was doing the wrong thing. And then after that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. So when you think about the various types of cleanses and detoxes that are out there, How does one, it's a two-part question, one, how does one choose a detox or cleanse that's right for them? And two, how do they know if it's working? Dr. Dom, that's a really good question because I have done a series of different types of cleanses from different modalities. It's, you do, I mean, one, the best, smartest way, and that wasn't my option in the beginning, but, you know, working with someone who is an expert at that, you know, working with a health coach, a detox coach, a functional practitioner, you know, in some way is helpful because you, you know, you, they're able to assess what your body needs and then kind of help you along the way. But even still, like I, like I said, I've worked with doctors, they got the blood work and some of the things just didn't quite work with the method that they did. So I did also have to kind of use a bit of my intuition, you know, to kind of like lead through in certain stuff. So you, one, you have to kind of trust the process because it does take time so to say something don't work is and I have clients that come to me like oh I did this it didn't work but how long you did it I did it for like four or five days and I'm like it could be a many um, a multiple of things the season that you did it in is it ideal that you know the type of cleanse that you did was suitable to the rest of the season because depending on what it is like you know like just like juice fasts and stuff like that during the winter months may not be beneficial because there's certain properties of foods that are like cold properties. Right. And when I say properties is like, like cucumbers or something, right. That's more of a, a colder property and the way how it's accepted in the gut. That's the best way I can say it. So this is a little bit of Ayurvedic medicine that I had like studied and stuff in school to gather that understanding because there's certain seasons when you should do different type of cleansing, what organs to cleanse. Okay. So that's one thing also to give it time. And sometimes you just got to try it and see, you know, I had to go through a lot of things, even though some that I knew that worked, and it just didn't work for me. And it, or there was times where it didn't work for me at that time that works for me today. Cause I had to go, you know, different routes. So it is more of a, an embracing an ex like exploration of it, you know, now, one of the things that I do, and I do like big group cleanses and stuff like that, like a gut cleanse, is very general because and it gives you like, you know, the chlorophylls that you need as far as the greens. It gives you, you know, the healthy fats that you need. You get the proteins and you can still eat because a, a lot of people like like don't like to eat. And then you could choose the gauge that you wish to do. So we have three types of schedules, like, you know, one, a very simple 
You're not giving up like everything. Like you could still eat your fish or your chicken, you know, make sure it's organic and clean. And then you just incorporate, you know, the, the green juices and then the different herbs to help you to release. Right. And then there's ones that if you want to do an accelerated, like where you're only having what we call flex foods and you're just doing fruits and vegetables in, you know, like uh, three times out of the day, like you're still eating, but then you're having three green shakes. Like, you know, so there's different regimens. What I found, and I've been coaching my clients through this for eight years now, this February makes eight years. I found that it was something suitable. Once I teach a client, even years down, and they're not even a client, they were able to rock with it, like, you know, going long term because they found something that worked for them. But it just depends. Like it's, it's really no like cut throat way because the body's so complex. It depends on the stage where you are. And I've even done cleanses where I, my life was a little too chaotic to do, you know, like my schedule was too all over the place. I was doing the things all at a different time and I wasn't ready for that particular regimen. And I'm speaking more of like some of the Ayurvedic practices there is really intense and you can have a reverse effect with some of the herbs and the different formulas. And if I, with my schedule, like I literally need to go to a cabin somewhere and just like not have any technology. Remember Martin, when he became, what was his name? Sunshine, something I can't remember, but like, it was like, yes. I need to do that. Yes. And, and kind of do that. So it really depends on what the type of, you know, um, cleanse and you got to find what works for you and what you can stick to. I appreciate that. Because I'm like, okay, I'm listening and now I'm like, okay, yeah. As soon as you said like the juice cleanse in the winter, I was like, oh yeah, well, duh, that's probably, that was exactly what I did. And that's exactly why it didn't work. <laughs> and so yeah, thank you for that explanation. Yes. Yes. I appreciate that. And so now one question that women think about, one thing that women think about all the time is their belly fat. Like, I know I think about mine. So what would you say is the best method to examining and figuring out how to get rid of that, that belly fat that won't go away? Yeah. So I get this all the time. I've had, you know, uh, belly fat blaster programs and, you know, things of that. I say this in a funny, sarcastic way, but let me explain. And I say this to my clients and they laugh and roll their eyes. I'm like, mind your food and mind your business. And the reason why I say that is because if you monitor mind the food you eat and mind your business from like just focusing on you and not that's creating more stress into your life, because most issues that happens for women that have high belly fat has a lot to do with stress. And that's what I kind of like share and talk about in my workshop. But when we learn to manage those two and, you know, move the body, drink the water, you know, those things, your hormones can communicate properly from your gut to your brain, right? Like your gut is your second brain. They can communicate the right way and help you to be able to release the stubborn belly fat that occurs. So, you know, of course, drinking water, you know, some people don't like, it's like, okay, drink water. But a lot of times it's not like the gallon a day. I cannot stand that when I hear people, I'm going to drink a gallon a day. I'm an anti-gallon day person. Unless you're over like 300 pounds, then maybe. But I'm anti-drink a gallon of water a day. Drink half of your body weight, right? In ounces. Like if you're 100 pounds, 
50 ounces, you know, 200 pounds, 100 ounces and get your water from high water content fruits and vegetables. You'll be a lot more hydrated that way than just drinking all this damn water and flushing your organs and also diluting the nutrients that you can absorb. So it's a big misconception that goes on out here where people are just trying to do the gallon a day. And especially if you're not doing high intensity workout and you're sweating it out. Now, when you and what it comes from is like more of the fitness world and competition. Right. These are men with high muscle mass that has the gallon of water a day. They're sweating a lot and they're doing two a day workouts. It is not for the sedentary mom that's sitting at her desk all day trying to do that. That's not your lifestyle, sis. So I just wanted to always clear that because is that's not the concept. You know, you got to mind your food and your business that works for you and figure that out. And, you know, getting high water content, drinking, having your fruits in the early part of the day and the vegetables more in the evening because the sugar, you know, so it, it's, you know, it's some different concepts for there, but that's like, simple way to kind of work on that. And I'm not a person that if you have issues with dehydration and constipation, like we were talking about the poop, right? Try to, And if you're drinking cold water, try warm. Maybe, you know, like think about if we go outside and it's cold. What do we do? Shrivel up. That could be what's going on in the gut. So I have a lot of women that love ice water or anemic and they're eating ice. It could be a, a iodine anemic issue too, but Go for warm waters, you know, first thing in the morning, squeeze some lime up in there, have some warm water, start your morning off like that, get some fruits, and then like try to get your meals in three times a day. Can I just tell you that my mind is blown right now, okay? This has been so insightful. Let me just say, thank you for taking the pressure off with a gallon of water a day. Because let me tell you, that has been a goal of mine. I think I did it like one time when I had it as a goal. And so I appreciate that. But y'all have me ready to move to a cabin. (laughs) Girl. Okay. Y'all had me ready to move to a cabin and do a cleanse and mind my business. Like I want to do all the things and I'm actually debating. I'm like, Dom, should we do all you blast shit? Cause I want to ask more questions. So Lauren, how about you choose? What what did you choose your own adventure? Do you, can we, should we ask more questions or should we move into the fun phase of our conversation where we do all you blast shit? We can do the fun. Skin? Cause this can be intense. Okay. Talk about okay, okay. health is not She's like, comfortable sometimes. Okay, girl. So we could, we, we could, could do the fun. <laughs> but let me just tell you, I'm definitely going to be scheduling a session with you, Lauren. Same here. I got you in I'm gonna schedule, okay, I'm scheduling a session. Lady, if you're listening and any of this resonated with you, we're going to leave Lauren's information in the show notes and she'll tell you how you can get in touch with her at the end. So stay tuned. We're going to shift up the energy. And Lauren, because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie and classy and ratchet, and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose, we mm-hmm. want to invite you to Snap Snap the OU Blatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? I sure do. Mm. Mm, we got her, Dom. Okay, so here's what's about to Uh-oh. happen. Okay, here's what's about to happen. We have three questions, three sentence completions, and then we have your IG pulled up with three pictures. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. we want you, she's like, oh man, we want you to choose a number between one and three, and we'll show you a picture and we want you to provide us with more context. Tell us more about the picture, something that people would not know by just looking at the picture. So we're going to jump on in with our three questions first. And I'm going to pass it on over to Dr. Dom. 
All right. So our first question is, what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Okay. Like I'm like a wisdom wizard, right? I love what Will Smith said when he said, everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. I love that concept because you got to do the work for the transformation of whatever, you know, that you, you want to do. And I heard Terry say like, you know, you can't skip the work. You did the work. Like when you're talking about my whole journey and story. So I love that. That's a really good wisdom piece. Yes. Okay. We like it. We like it. Now, Lauren, I have four words for you. Okay. Twerk or two step. Twerk, honey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she said, "Come on now." Yes. <laughs> she was ready. Start working on those lower chakras, okay? Okay. 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 Activate that sacral chakra, that root yes. chakra. <laughs> so, speaking of our lower chakras and twerking, what is the sexiest item you own? Mmm. Don't get burned up. I'm, you know, this cute little thong thong little piece thing going on. You know that I keep it nice and fresh for my fiance, you know. Okay, girl, <laughs> we see you. We see you. Go ahead, girl. Keep that thing fresh. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> okay, Lauren, so now we're going to move on to the sentence completions. The first sentence completion is one question or topic I wished people asked me about more often is what hobbies that I have. I don't get people to ask me that. Like, you know, they kind of just think I'm all about fitness and health and stuff like that. And it's like, I am a multifaceted person. Okay, Miss Multifaceted Lauren. What are your hobbies? Tell the people. A hobby that I actually want to get back to, I like to paint. I'm very artsy, crafty. My way how I kind of do it is like, I'll have times where I kind of do a lot of my graphics and stuff. But I actually am very like... I, I love to paint. I want to learn how to sew and I want to play the piano. So there's two that I'm like very interested into. I just haven't learned, which is piano and sewing, but I'm very crafty and creative. So I do like to paint and draw. Super dope, super dope. We love it. Now the next sentence completion for you is what I love most about myself is my devotion to myself. That's beautiful. I love that. That's beautiful. You didn't, it wasn't my question to ask, but the word that came to mind for me was resilience. I'm deeply inspired by you and your story, Lauren. I was like, man, that, that, no, seriously, like what you experienced, that could really take someone out, especially when it comes to your body. And this is what we have to use in our day to day to work and to live. So that was just like so intense, you know, telling your story about all that you experienced. So again, kudos to you, lady. Thank kudos you. to you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Resilience, I can say. okay because you pushing through you still here yeah in a lot of ways from inside what y'all can't see like gut health issues and autoimmune to even physical like i had uh tore my acl and my meniscus three years ago now and i was on crutches for like eight months and that i could see why nfl player football like you know basketball sports Mm -hmm. literally like go into deep depression and i did but i was very devoted to myself and my healing and therapy is bay okay okay <laughs> okay yes it is <laughs> yes all right lauren so we have three fo- photos pulled up from your instagram okay Ooh. and 
yeah, I'm just gonna, that's it. We got three photos, photos, photo. I'm just gonna say choose a number between one and three, and we're just gonna sh bam put it on screen for you. Two, two, okay. All right, let's get ready. This is number two. Now, Lauren, really quickly, if you can explain to people that are not watching this video on Patreon, if you can explain to them what we're looking at and then describe the picture or tell us something about the picture that we may not know. Wow. So this is a throwback. This is like definitely my fitness days. So this is Elsie Fitzhugh's days. Lauren who was really into the fitness realm. And not to say I am, but I found fitness more than the gym. Um, I was still a trainer in the physical gym at this time. So I smile when I look at this Lauren, like, oh, you're so cute. But <laughs> this is before all the chronic pain and all those things and started to really implement self-care in a different way. I have to ask, how hard was it for you to jump up and pose in this way? Because I feel like that looks <laughs> super challenging. I don't know if I'd be able to hold the pose and jump up while they snap the picture. <laughs> Shout out to Q Quentin, by the way, who's my photographer. And it, I don't think we did that many attempts. He's just really good. Like he knew to tell me when to jump. And he, he just, he was good at shooting it. Like, you know, okay. so he was like, just do what you do to smile. I mean, I had a couple shots that probably looked like I was like, you know, a gremlin or something, but <laughs> he was, it was, I really give it to the photographer. He's good at getting those shots. Amazing. We'd love yes. to see it. That's a good one. Yes. Well, Lauren, this has been such an amazing conversation, an informative conversation. And I know, like myself, like Terry, so many of our listeners are going to hear this and want to schedule a session with you. So where can our listeners find you? Yeah, thank you. And first of all, ladies, like this was such a pleasure. Y'all just give such a good blend of just good energy and fun with everything. And I'm, I've am i been listening from the beginning. So it's just so beautiful to see where it is. And Terry, you know, we came like full circle here from, like you said, when we met into New York. But you can go to my website at thrivewithelsie.com. That's where you can learn about, you know, booking on a private call if you want something personal one-on-one. -on -one. I only take a certain amount of clients a month. So, you know, my calendar does kind of fill up. And then also, too, you can learn about, I have an ongoing workshop where I talk about Stop Meal Planet, Eat Smart. A lot of these things and tips I start talking about, there are uh, Wednesdays and Thursday evenings. So you can get the schedule and everything that's just started live. So it's going on now. So yeah, you can learn everything, what I have going on to my superfood store and everything at thrivewithelsie.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing your energy, your insight, your inspiration, your resilience, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And Dom and I look forward to scheduling our own calls with you so we can talk about our plans and get our body, mind, spirit right, all that good stuff. Yes, <laughs> Thank you, ladies. You cannot leave any of them on the table. It's mind, body, and spirit. We're running three piece here. Hey. Yes. <laughs> hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com 
to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. What's meant for me will never miss me. I don't have to chase.